right. You know, Rob, I'm a professional podcaster. I hit the record button too early by accident. So there's going to be two files in the folder. One of them's like one second long with like one word in it. So well, that's fine. We'll see what we'll see what words there, and I'll uh, pop it in the show. <laughs> <laughs> we're 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 actually uh, we're actually recording now, and that's a good thing because we here we are. Entering the Centurion Club, is that what we are? I mean, this is episode 100 of Ruminate, oh my gosh. Yeah, I can't believe it, 100 times. This is in four and a half years. Well, that's pretty good. I yeah, think we've done all right there. Not bad, yeah, we kept it kept it up pretty regularly. I mean, you know, you and I have both had our moments where we've had to kind of move the schedule around a little bit, but for the most part, I think we've been pretty consistent. And, I mean, it was 2015 when we started, and I remember very well, it was August of 2015, and I really, we actually got the thing up and going really quickly because I think you suggested it to me in, like, June or July of that year. Yeah, and we did, I think, did we record two, on two separate occasions, I think, I think and so. like neither of those episodes saw the light of day because they weren't very good. Um, no, they might actually. I don't even know if those files are around anymore. There's an episode of App Stories like that that I did with Federico, and I actually still have it, but it'll never see the light of day because it's yeah. horrible. I mean, people sometimes be like, "Oh, you should do something with that." Like, no, no, it really wasn't very good. <laughs> it's like you can listen to those first episodes, and it's like they're okay, they're not great, and this one was just like that times one hundred worse. Yeah, and I th- I think our pilot episode, if I'm remembering correctly, is, it, or the the real episode, first one that got released, is literally the same episode. Like we recorded again with the same topics because we just just to try and get it right. So <laughs> yeah, you know, if if you want to sort of hear a crappier version of an episode, I, who wants to listen <laughs> to that? <laughs> I know, and that was the one where we introduced the entire long running gag of talking about fast food. Because that episode, we talked about the Captain Sparkles Pizza Hut pizza, which had tiny little cheeseburgers baked right into the crust, which I, I never got a chance to try. And I, I guess, you know, as far as regrets in life go, that's one of them. That's up there somewhere in the top 1,000. Well, see, you regret not trying that, and I regret actually trying that horrible chicken thing from KFC. Um, oh, the thing the with thing the buns the... recently. So, <laughs> you know, I think we're probably even on that front. Yeah, it's true. I, you know, I had I had hoped to go at one point to the uh, that that Popeyes um, restaurant in the United States. I don't know if they have those in the UK. I don't think they do. It's like a chicken place. There's not that many of them in the U.S. And they have some deep fried chicken sandwich that's supposed to be really good. But then they ran out of them, and then people had like riots trying to get a chicken sandwich. And I thought, you know what? I don't need I don't need uh, chicken violence in my life. So I decided to just you know stick with the chicken sandwiches from other places. Uh, instead but you know the captain sparkles i did go back and look at his youtube channel because i hadn't heard anybody talking about the good captain in a long time and he's a youtuber he's known for minecraft and i guess he still does minecraft videos and he's still got you know he's got approaching 11 million followers so he's still a a big wheel in the youtube gaming community i guess Uh, i haven't heard anybody in my family talk about him in a long time but i guess that's in part because nobody's into minecraft really anymore in my household yeah, well, I mean, talking of things we're not into anymore, do you remember the first sort of six months of recording? It was Dropbox paper. Like, n- not only did we use it, <laughs> but we would just talk about it constantly. Because there was always these weird things where it would break or it didn't do what we want, and then eventually we kind of just gave up and, and notes. I guess it must have been notes that we switched to eventually. Yeah, yeah. We went to notes and we've st- stuck with notes because it really works. It's solid and it works fine. Um, Dropbox paper. So it's funny that you mentioned Dropbox paper because I actually did reinstall it sometime in the past week because I'd been hearing 
more and more people talk about it and that it, it's gained a lot of features since that kind of crappy beta-ish type version that we tried. And I thought I'd go back to it and maybe give it a try and see if it's something that would work for doing things like this and you know maybe with some of the Mac story stuff I do. I don't know because it's still one of those few things that you can kind of count on a lot of people using. So if you could have a good note-taking collaboration type of app built into it, it could be, you know, it could be useful, but I never really liked it. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, I, I honestly didn't even know it was still around. Um, and, and, you know, with shared notes, I mean, especially for what we're doing here, um, you know, I don't want to yep. peek too far behind the curtain, but we're not doing a huge amount of sort of complicated <laughs> prep work. No. You know, it's it's mostly a bullet point of li- of things, and we just sort of go for it. Um, right, right, right. You know, we, no, we really don't need anything more complicated than that. That is absolutely true. And, I mean, I think that Dropbox Paper, it is still around. It has been improved. And I don't think it's going anywhere, given the fact that I think Dropbox's approach has been more of an enterprise approach in the last, I don't know, call it two, three years, than a consumer approach. And I think a lot of that has to do with the IPO that they went through not too long ago. I mean, because let's face it, enterprises are going to pay a lot more per head and in a lot bigger checks than you or I ever will for Dropbox. So uh, I think that they're trying to, you know, do that and compete with the likes of Slack. And Microsoft has a Slack-like product. And, you know, that this is like adding layers on top of what is, has in a way become an operating system of its own. It's not an operating system in the traditional sense, but for a lot of people where all they deal with at their jobs is paper, you know, not paper, but documents all day, having Dropbox is kind of the core, you know, it's like the base layer of all that to them and what operating system they operate on isn't really meaningful anymore. So build on top of that. So it makes sense as a business strategy, but I've never really had a desire to use Dropbox for much more than actually just syncing my, my files across multiple devices. Yeah. So I still, I still pay for it for exactly that reason. Like it's still sort of the most solid and, the, the biggest problem I have is every now and again when I open the you know the menu bar app, and yeah. I sort of realise that some of the enterprises leaked out. You know, I've got I've got like an activity feed, and you know it. I have like <laughs> one notification which is from you four or five you know four years ago when you shared a file <laughs> with me for this show. Like because I don't do a lot of file sharing on Dropbox. You know, I don't I don't have sure. other podcasts and things like that. So I sort of open it and I go, I don't really need any of this. Like I just want to know that my files have synced. Um, right. But, you know, the alternatives, there's iCloud Drive, which is a whole thing. Um, you've got Google Drive, but their desktop app is terrible. So it's kind of like, well, I'll just keep paying Dropbox for now. And, you know, and eventually maybe something better will come along or I feel like I can trust iCloud at some point. But, yeah, it, it's kind of weird. But, you know, it's still a solid service. It is. It is. And I'll, I have a very sad tale of woe on I, iCloud Drive that I want to tell you because... You know, I I had been thinking at one point when Apple had announced that they were going to do shared folders in iCloud Drive that maybe I would move to that because I do use it for I you know I share a handful of like iWork documents mostly I guess just spreadsheets really two or three of them with Federico for Mac Stories stuff and I don't know I, f- I felt like I'm paying a lot for iCloud Drive for all the backups and the photos and everything and I've got still got space and I'm paying a lot for Dropbox it would be nice if I only had to pay for one. So I thought about it, but of course, you know, the sharing never happened. 
And as a result, uh, I haven't been able to do that. But what happened, you know, the sharing was turned on for a while over the summer. And I tested it out with Federico at one point when we thought it was going to be in iOS 13. And I had a folder in my iCloud drive that had one text file in it that said, this is a test note. And then it, and then Federico typed into into the same text document, "Hello from Tichi" or something like that, right? <laughs> All right. So I've been <laughs> this. That's the lead up. That's the lead up. That happened back in June of 2019. I have for the last couple of months had problems with syncing my iCloud drive. It would never on my Mac. It always you know has a little pie chart that shows how far it is away from being synced. It was always one sliver left. And if I looked at the status bar at the bottom of the finder window, it would say that the full number of files had been had been synced, but that it was working on the very last file. So I looked at it, I was like, well, that's not good. And, and it was and it would stay like that. I thought, well, I'm just going to leave it because I'm too busy. I don't want to deal with this. But then I started noticing things like certain folders weren't syncing between my iOS devices and my Macs. And that's a problem. And so today I finally bit the bullet before we started recording and spent roughly two hours troubleshooting this. First trying to like drag folders into Kaleidoscope on the Mac to see what the differences were between the folders. Oh my God. Yeah, right. This is what I'm doing. I got down to this level of detail because it's been months. It's been, you know, it's been a, a fairly long time that this has been going on and I didn't want to lose anything important. And I, want, I thought, well, if I do this, some of these that, you know, one of these that's not on one but on the other, that's probably the problem one. And if it's not something I need, I can just delete it and hopefully it's fixed. And I tried that for a little while and that didn't seem to be doing anything. In the, you know, in the meantime, I, was, I cleaned up my uh, iCloud drive a fair amount, so there's a silver lining, I suppose. Um, but then as I'm scrolling through, I get down and I look, uh, and I've got a folder that says shared folder test. I was like, huh, what's this? And I open it up, and I look at the status thing at the bottom of the finder window, and I realize that it's got 36,000 files in it. And I look, and every one of them is a copy of that like two line text note <laughs> that I had shared with Federico back in June. And there's over 36,000 versions of it with a sequential number at the end in this one folder. It's a huge folder. So I deleted it. <laughs> and then I deleted it. I deleted, I deleted it off manually off everything I own. I rebooted everything. I took a couple of things off of iCloud drive. So I got to the point where I was like, okay, I'm pretty sure this iPad here is right, that, that, it's, that there's nothing wrong on here. That this is all current. And then I went to iCloud.com, saw that it had the same number of files, and I thought, okay, I think this is something I can work with. I can start with this. So then I started turning things back on, and eventually I got everything synced back up. And I'm pretty sure it was that text file, the 36,800 and something copies of it that I had, that was causing the problem because it was it still was like you know the icons still show that it was a shared folder with Federico but that all got turned off in some subsequent beta of iOS 13 and it didn't it wasn't in Catalina either so there was something that iCloud was hung up on I think because it was seen a shared folder that the operating system no longer knew how to deal with so it just you know when it failed it just archived it basically creating backup copies over and over and over and over again continuously. That is amazing. I mean, at least you didn't lose the file, I suppose. You know, you had some spares. 
Yeah, but, it's true. And, and and in all honesty, from that period of time, you know, one of the things when they rolled back, they did is like your your documents folder, your iCloud Drive got archived to your home folder in full as a, as an archive backup in case anything went wrong. There were some serious issues with that that sharing going on over the summer. And I have like some folders where I have multiple copies of the folders. I have this archive in my home folder. It, it created a big mess. And I thought I had kind of cleaned it all up, but I still had this one shared folder that I had forgotten about and not deleted at the time. And I'm pretty sure that's what was causing the problem. So I, I don't think I lost anything, but except my time. I mean, I spent literally half of my morning dealing with it because it was just one of those things where I was starting to. I did the earnings call last week for Mac Stories, and I was getting ready and just making sure everything worked. And we have this one, the way it works is we have a shortcut that basically we take the images of our charts and they get uploaded to the CDN and they return a URL and they write the URL to a text document so that at the end of doing all this, creating all these charts, all I have to do is cut and paste a, uh, a bunch of URLs into the article. And I could see it on my iPad, but I couldn't see the updated version of the text file on my Mac. And that's when I realized that there were problems beyond a couple of inconsequential folders that I was seeing problems with. And I had to get this fixed because who knows what it was going to bite next. So that's when I finally decided to, to, to fix it. And, you know, didn't really have the time to do it today, but no time is particularly good to do that sort of thing. So I got it out of the way. And I think, fingers crossed, it's all good now. Well, I mean, at least you got it fixed. That's the important I mean, as you say. It's inconvenient, but at least it's fixed. Yeah, it's usually the what happens with this sort of thing is when iCloud. I mean, that's the problem with iCloud in a way is it's just a, it, it's you know it's a black black box, and the only way to really troubleshoot is to try to figure out what version you've got is correct. The only thing that I've ever found that's consistently works is finding whatever version you think is correct, turning it off everywhere else. And then turning everything back on one by one. And if you have thousands of files in your iCloud Drive, that takes a while. And, yeah, yeah, it's you know, definitely it's you know I've had that problem process. with like contacts and stuff like that in the past. And yeah, you're right. right. You just sort of have to pinpoint something, and basically just sort of, you're basically starting again at that point. Just like find find where it's working, and then just deal with it from there. Yeah, I was getting to the point where the next option was going to go completely. I, I thought the problem was either on my Mac Mini or my phone at first. And I thought I might have to do like a full restore, but I didn't have to do that, thank goodness, because that's, that's a huge problem. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. So, um, so I mean, I don't, you know, I'm not going to get too much into it because, you know, people have done podcasts and articles and stuff like that but like the ipad like turned 10 somehow which is yeah just crazy. like i was looking at this like are you sure it's 10 years old that doesn't seem right <laughs> um, um yeah. but yeah i mean obviously i was i guess i was probably at college at that point and you know you were in your past life as a, as a lawyer as opposed to yeah uh, you know the writer extraordinaire that you are now um yes <laughs> <I guess. laughs> like what, do you remember like when this came out? Were you like interested in it? Did you buy one or? Yeah, you know, I did buy one. I didn't buy one right away, but I did buy one, and I think it's still floating around the house somewhere. Uh, it was pretty rock solid and heavy duty that first one. It was. I know that you know during the keynote they make made a big deal of how small and light and thin it is, but in retrospect, it seems kind of heavy duty. Because um, I went back and watched that original keynote. A couple of times because I wrote about 
the iPad's anniversary myself. And yeah, it's it. I, I bought one. I enjoyed it. I, I used it for, I guess in the early days, I used it like a lot of people did. I used it for reading, for surfing the web, some email, you know, all that kind of stuff, watching videos. I didn't use it for a lot more than that for a while. Um, I think the reason, too, why it seems so young in a way, besides time just kind of flying, is that the iPad got off to a really fast start. A lot of people bought it. Uh, it was, you know, there was a lot of hype and promotion of it with the first version, and that kind of rolled into the iPad, too. But then Steve Jobs passed away, and the iPhone took off, and I think Apple just kind of ignored it a little bit for the next few years. So, you know, even that first decade, there's like two distinct periods. There's kind of that first period, which got off to a fast start and then just kind of stalled, and then the second period, which is the iPad Pro, which the iPad Pro alone, I, I have a hard time believing that it was a full five years ago that that came out. I mean, that still seems extraordinarily new to me, and it's not. It's really not that new a product anymore. Yeah, yeah, it's very strange. Um, I mean, for me, I remember, and we were talking about this before we started recording, but I used to write for App Advice. I did like sort of reviews of iOS apps and stuff like that. Right. Well, just iPhone at, the, at that point. Um, and I remember we were in sort of whatever chat room we were using, like whatever the Slack equivalent was like 10 right. years ago. Right. Um, I can't remember for the life of me what it was, but obviously there was no live streams or anything. So this stuff, it was just like live blogs and people chatting and stuff like that. And they were all like really excited about it because obviously it's a whole bunch of people who are into like iPhones and Macs and stuff like that. Um, and I just remember knowing full well that I was never going to be able to afford one at that point. Um, you right. know, just you know, I can't remember exactly what the starting price was, at least in the UK, but I kind of just knew I wasn't going to get one. And then, like, I remember leaving the chat and thinking, well, maybe I could. And I'm like writing all these, like, you know, sheets out and trying to work out where I could get the money. And as it happened, I didn't get one for like three years, I think. I think I got the first Retina one, which I guess was a couple of years afterwards. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, so like the iPad, maybe that's why I was a bit more surprised that it's 10 years old because I just because i didn't have one it was more like oh it's this thing that other people have but i don't have right right uh, that makes a lot of sense yeah it's it's interesting i mean i had the the first one i had the ipad 4 and then i had the first ipad pro so <coughs> i haven't had a lot of ipads in the past um i i think now though I'm probably a lot more inclined to pick one up because of what I'm doing. And the iPad has become a bigger and bigger part of kind of my work activity since now, I, you know, I, I really do enjoy writing on it. And I, I've i been a little disappointed in the Mac lately. I'm getting a little burned out on the Mac in a way. I think Catalyst has been a huge disappointment. And I, I like to be able to get away from my desk and I'm not a big fan. I, I'm also kind of a little soured on laptops. Maybe it's partly all the keyboard stuff that went on for so many years. Um, I know the sp I have tried the 16-inch MacBook Pro, and it's amazing. I, I don't I don't suggest trying it unless uh, you really want to <laughs> you really want to pay for it because it is a lot nicer than the more recent the other recent ones. Um, I don't know, and so I've been using it a lot more, and I do expect. That if one comes out in the spring, which I my money's on a on a March event with a April tenth anniversary release of the iPad Pro, but if one comes out, I'm planning to get one because 
it's become kind of a it's become as important to me it's become my portable computing device so i my i still have a mac laptop but i don't use it a whole lot and i prefer to use the ipad so uh, that's kind of i think what i'm going to do this year yeah well, i've started using mine a bit more i've got the i don't know what i've got an ipad air maybe something uh -huh. that came out it's fairly recent um but i've actually started using it a bit more and now i'm sort of I see myself like eyeing up the iPad Pros on Apple's site and sort of pricing stuff up. And I'm thinking, what am I doing? Like, mine's fine, but, <laughs> you know, that iPad Pro, you've got Face ID, you've got the new pencil where it clips onto the side of it. Like, yeah. you know, maybe I'll keep an eye out for when everybody else like you goes and buys a new one this year. and Everyone's selling their old ones. <laughs> yeah, um, Maybe that's the way to go. Yeah, I mean, one of the things, too, is like, you know, the iPad sales declined for a long time. And part of it is that they are so powerful. And the software has not kept up, I think, with the hardware the way it maybe could have. And even now, the iPad Pro that is, you know, two years old almost, um, it, it, I feel like there's more horsepower there than I can even use. Um, and mine's got a good dent in the back of it. I don't think you'd want to buy mine. But my first iPad Pro, I crunched in the trunk of my car and shattered the screen. <laughs> this one, fortunately, has Apple Care, uh, but I haven't, other than the, the big dent, which I have no idea how I did that. I think it was when I was traveling at some point. Uh, but it hasn't had to go in for any repairs, fortunately. Um, I know Federico uh, broke his the other day, actually, and just they replaced the whole thing for, you know, free, basically, which is pretty nice after having an iPad for almost two years and getting it replaced because now he's got a nice fresh battery and the edges are all his, the edges of his were all dinged up before and all that stuff. So that's kind of nice, but, uh, yeah, that's, that's definitely nice. I mean, we, similar thing happened to us, although less exciting with our washing machine. Um, <laughs> cause it was three years old. There was some kind of recall where they were like, Oh, the door lock will set on fire. Um, didn't sound like it was maybe that but yeah we got a brand new one so i was like that's great not as exciting as an ipad but i was still pretty excited about it i guess that's just adult life yeah that definitely is that's hilarious yeah i don't know how does a door lock catch on fire i'm not really sure they, they never really seemed to be able to explain it they were just like oh there's some faulty doors so we're gonna give you a brand new washing machine I'm like, okay great <laughs> i mean oh, they did they did tell us like you know you fill in the form and stuff and they said oh don't use the washing machine for now while you wait for your new one. I'm like, it's going to be two months. What do you want me to do? Like, I'm not, I'm not going to not wash my clothes. What do you want me to do? Start buying new clothes every week. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> That's unbelievable. Oh, yeah. So, you know, 10 years. Happy anniversary to the iPad. Um, in terms of what we're doing at Mac Stories, I just I did a story. It was a pretty long story, but it was all about the lead up to the announcement the announcement itself we're actually going to do a whole bunch of stuff in april which is when it actually came out in the u.s that's when it came out <laughs> yes uh, I know. I... us poor uk people had to wait another i think it was another two or three months after that yeah it was pretty slow to roll out originally uh, even yeah when you think about it it's kind of interesting that you know they they released it or they announced it in january i think it was you maybe it was more than u.s maybe it was canada too i don't know but it was very few countries and maybe us only in april and it took a long time to kind of get become kind of the worldwide phenomenon that the iphone is oh yeah i think it's easy to forget that apple didn't used to do the you know 120 countries at launch type thing it was literally like right. two or three 
And then it was right. like, oh, a week later, the UK will get it, and then the rest of Europe, and then, oh, we might get them to Australia if we get time. Like, it, it, it was really, really small. Uh, you know, back then, you, some countries were waiting like six months. You know, right. imagine telling somebody now to buy, say, an iPhone, you know, six months after it came out. You wouldn't. You'd say, oh, no, you wait now. You know, you want to <laughs> wait for the new one. Like, but that's what it was like before. Yeah, that's true. And and with the phones, you could kind of understand it in the sense that Apple had to find, you know, wireless carriers all over the world. But the iPad, I mean, they did have a cellular model the very with the very first one. But for the Wi-Fi ones, that wasn't really a consideration. And I, I just think it took them a while to kind of ramp up the ability to make all those. Yeah, definitely. Well, um, well, actually, talking of international rollouts, with yeah, uh, things that take a while to get to other places. Yeah, so Disney Plus, which I think is coming here in March, end of March, something like that. Um, but they had a, I guess, like a teaser trailer last night during the, uh, what do you call it, the Super Bowl. So I completely yeah, forgot the, the name of the <laughs> the big football game. I was like the big sports. What do you call it? Um, yeah. And yeah, so this was like I think it was like thirty seconds for the three main marvel shows that they've sort of announced and said are coming either this year or early next year so we've got falcon and winter soldier wandavision which was shown quite a lot and loki which was just sort of teased at the end yep um have you watched this because i watched it and i was like right this is great like i'm definitely getting disney plus when these shows come out yeah it it it, i did watch it and it looks really cool to me and i i was glad to see it because i did the thing where if you did a certain sign up for a certain club with Disney, you could get this offer for really cheap Disney Plus, but you had to sign up for two years. I signed up for two years, and I was starting to scratch my head after I was done with The Mandalorian thinking, what am I going to watch next? Uh, Because there's not a lot of new content on Disney Plus, really. I mean, maybe someone would argue with me on that, but I'm not watching like little kids shows and stuff like that. So there's not a lot for the adult audience other than there's, you know, obviously the whole the whole catalog of movies. And there are some Disney movies I haven't seen that I do want to catch up on. But I'm I'm just glad to see some of this um, these new shows coming out. I mean, I don't think any of them are super soon, are they? I mean, I forget. I think some of them are coming at some point later this year. But, but yeah, One Division is definitely coming this year because um, they they moved it because it's related to the Doctor Strange movie, which has also been moved to like uh-huh. beginning of next year. And I think Falcon and Winter Soldier might be this year as well, but I'm, I'm not entirely sure on that. Yeah, well, that'd be good. I think Endgame just showed up on Disney Plus last night. I think. I got a, uh, I actually got a Disney app alert for that, which I don't know. Those things don't bug me as much as they bug some people. Um, yeah, sure. <laughs> I was actually kind of <laughs> glad to know about Endgame, although I've already seen it twice, so I'm not sure. I mean, I'm not a big watch movies over and over and over again person, which is why, while it's nice to have that big Disney catalog on Disney Plus, I'm not going to dip into it a ton. I don't think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I say, this. This 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 teaser particularly was like because I really love the you know the Marvel movies and and I've watched you know some of the TV shows that were on Netflix and, and Agents of Shield stuff like that so you know to get three more TV shows but with characters from the movies I'm like yeah of course I'm on board with that um, and and especially WandaVision looks very very cool because it, it seems like it's going through a bunch of different decades and and you know I don't really know what's going on in the show but it, it just kind kind of looks like it's going to be a fun thing to watch. 
Yeah, yeah, it does. It looks really cool. I, I like it a lot. I mean, I, I like what I'm seeing a lot, I guess. It's, but you're right. It's like one of those things you look at, you're like, hmm, what's this all about? Because it looks like it's like parts of it are set in the 50s and other eras and kind of interesting. You know, I got a show for you to watch, Rob. Okay. It's called Superstore, and it's on NBC. So it's a half-hour sitcom. It's in its fifth season. I'm a late comer, and I watched season one in two days over the weekend and it's quite good so if you need if you haven't had a sitcom in a while that that you know you want to try something new i i uh recommend superstore yeah i'm just having a look i'm not sure where i can watch it that's uh, the thing is that i i've been watching it on hulu which i didn't suggest because i know you can't get hulu yeah uh oh it looks like i can, yeah i can get i can get season five and I can get two random episodes of season one. Uh, <laughs> Great. Fantastic. Yeah. So, uh, fortunately, I might have to I mean, have a little dig around for that and see if I can see if I can find somewhere that's got all of them. I guess maybe iTunes might have it, but Yeah. Hulu's done a pretty good job keeping hold of me and, and not and not letting me cancel in the sense that there's a lot of stuff there in the US that it's hard to get elsewhere. In, t- in terms of the major networks, like, you know, why, not CBS so much because CBS has their own streaming service. But, you know, ABC, CW, NBC, Fox, a lot, of, a lot of those networks have shows that are available on Hulu. And where it's something like this, you can watch. I can watch all five seasons if I want. Yeah, definitely. Well, like I say, I'll keep an eye out for it. Maybe it will show up on Prime or Netflix or something like that. But, uh, but yeah, I'll keep that in mind. Um, so yeah, we've, we've done a hundred episodes. That's, I think that's Yay. pretty impressive. Yeah, it's uh, pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah. So I, I don't think, I'm not sure if I ever thought we'd get to a hundred episodes. Like that seems like a lot. <laughs> it is. It's a lot, but over time, everything stacks up and, uh, the key to podcasting I've always been told by people who are far more experienced than myself is consistency is important. So absolutely uh, you just keep plugging away and you eventually get to a hundred episodes and here we are. Not uh, not even five years later. Yeah, wow. Qu- quick as that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> cool. Well, um, I guess you know we'll record in a couple of weeks again, and we'll yep. you know we'll get into the next hundred. All right, let's get started. <laughs>